0: So I wanna continue to share about our values. Um, And before I do, I wanna recognize uh, God's grace on my life. I wanna thank my parents. I wanna thank my mom for bringing me to the things of God. I wanna thank my beautiful wife, the board of Summit Church, uh, all our financial partners. And so I just wanna warn you now that I'm gonna ask you to type some takeaways in the chat afterwards so and anybody who types and take away we're gonna have a little drawing for a small coffee coffee prize but we want to give you some values to live by last week pastor kenny spoke about celebration and brother malik spoke about collaboration and so we're talking about values so we can know kind of like the values of our church but i want to invite you to add these values into your personal value system right a value is a principle or standard that is important to one's life, right? And so we have to live by divine design, not by the worldly default. We wanna be clear in our values because clarity isn't everything, but clarity can change everything. And so it's so important in Christian life, right? In part of the Christian life, you come to church and we read our Bible and that's God's message to man. Then we pray and that's man's message to God. And then we fellowship. And that's believers' messages to each other. And then we witness, that's what believers message to unbelievers or pre-believers, I like to say. So all that's done in the context of the church and each church have a different pillar sets of values. And so when we speak about the values, I want you to make some connections in your personal life and think about how you can incorporate these values in your life, right? Um, Kenny spoke about celebration. Wouldn't it be cool if you're known as a celebratory person, a person that has a great time without grieving the Holy Spirit? Celebration is one of the central aspects of all spiritual disciplines. Without having a joyful spirit of festivities, and our fellowship, or even joy in your person. See, when we have joy, our, our spiritual disciplines become spiritual delights. Amen? So we, we avoid becoming Pharisees. We want to be a, joy, a church that's a celebrative church. That When people come when people come to church, I want them to anticipate having a good time. I want them to anticipate. I can't wait to see my friends. You know, um, when I was uh, in the youth ministry many years ago, we used to go to different youth ministries within our network. And we used to go to this one church in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And we would have all-night like parties, and we just have fun there. And, man, when we would drive up, all the teenagers were like, let me out, let me out. It was such an anticipation of God's moving. And, you know, you'd be surprised. Many people go to church and there's a knot in their stomach. Like, oh, what's this person going to say about me? I hope the pastor don't make a passive-aggressive comment about me. Oh, my, my shirt don't match my shoes. We don't want that. We want people to want to run to church because we celebrate the Lord and we celebrate each other. And so we want you to incorporate that in your life. Don't be the party pooper, right? If they're having like you know a party or some a baby shower at your job, get the five dollars for the card. Go up, help the lady open the gifts. Be known as a celebrative person. Collaboration, right? We want you to be, we want to be a church that collaborates with other city agencies, other churches with each other. And we want to be, we want you to be a team player. We want you to be known as a collaborative person, a team player that understands the power of collaboration, willing to serve for the greater good. Good, um, A person that's willing to, like a basketball player that's willing to pass the ball, set the screens, make the hustle play. A person that's willing to stay after the party and help with the dishes. We want you to be a collaborative person. And then this morning we want to add connection, right? Connection is so important. We want to commit to connect to God and connect to each other. You know, I've been studying the Apostle Paul, and it's been said that he used the phrase our Lord 53 times. Oh, well, let me share this with Ethan. How many people appreciate how Ethan helps uh, facilitate the service, right? All right, so he said, our Lord, 53 times. And Paul said, my Lord, in most com- in most translations, one time. Christian, Christianity is communal. We're not free agents. We have to learn to invest in our church family. When Jesus taught us how to pray, he said, our Father, who art in heaven. Amen. And so we wanted to be known as a church that has connections, that connects to God, connects to each other, and uses our outside connections to benefit the family of God, right? Amen? Um, We want to be known people who are graceful, merciful, and wise. A person who knows how to navigate around the drama triangle, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. A person that has healthy attachment styles, I'm going to talk about that in a second. And a person that's a five-to-one, maybe seven-to-one person, I'm going to talk about that in a second, right? So as we learn connections, we value connections, we learn to increase our ability to be more social. There's this thing called the drama triangle, right? And so the drama triangle, um, and I do this at work a lot, there's always a persecutor, a rescuer, and a victim. And it seems like certain people just take turns taking different roles in this. But there's an empowerment way of looking at that, right? So instead of seeing a victim, you want to see yourself as a survivor or creator. Instead of a rescuer, you want to see yourself as a coach, thought partner, or prayer partner. And instead of a persecutor, that's like, Aicha, you always in this thing. You want to be somebody who challenges you a challenger, like, I know you could do better. And then you, uh, with love and and being assertive, you offer constructive challenge, right? Um, you don't want to just be a rescuer. You want to be somebody who prays, who cares, who listens with self-awareness. You don't want to just be the victim. You want to be the survivor, the creator, a person who takes responsibility, who has problem solving, and a person who prays more and worships more than they worry and panics. And so as we grow in the things of God, and we grow in this value of connection, we will begin to see the drama triangles around us and begin to shift our perspective of where we're at in those different triangles. Also attachment style. As we grow in the things of God, as we grow in maturity and discipleship, we realize, and I've taught this before, there's several attachment styles because of the way we were raised, right? Some people have an anxious attachment style. That when they have a relationship with a friendship or work buddy or spouse, they're anxious about, are you going to leave me? Are you going to stay? There's some people who have uh, anxiety. They're fearful. Some people with relationships and friendships, they're avoidant. And there's also some people who are secure. They have healthy relationships. They're secure in themselves. They're secure in the other person's part to play in the relationship and as we grow in the things of God we will begin to embrace a more secure uh, attachment style in all our relationships God will give us the peace to no longer be anxious he'll give us the faith to no longer be fearful he'll give us the anointing to no longer be avoided that he'll give us that that sanctification process and, and that discipleship process to be secure in our relationships. Now we're talking about five to one, right? Five to one is this uh, author figured out this data that marriages that survive have the five to one thing, right? For every negative interaction, there's five positive feelings or interaction to follow and that precede it, right? And so one of the ways is to be more loving, be affectionate, be happy, be interested, be appreciative. And so as we grow as, things of God, we'll be known as five-to-one people, right? People who speak life, people who compliment, people who listen, people who hold space, people who pray, people who uh, have infectious joy. So when there is a negative situation, we're in a five-to-one, seven-to-one category. So as we grow in the things of God, we're known as people who fill people's cups, not drain their cups. C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, about healthy Christians in mere Christianity. He said healthy Christians, he describes them as this. They are stronger, kinder, happier, and more radiant. They do not draw attention to themselves. They love you more than other men do, but they but they need you less. Ooh, maybe Ethan could put that in the chat c.s lewis so as we grow in this value of connection as we grow in you know, a christ-centered as we grow in our consecration and concentration on the principles of god and the discipleship principles we will grow stronger kinder happier more radiant more self-effacing we don't need all the attention and then we will love people more and need them less right independent of the good opinions of others um, there's one pastor I follow. He's Italian. I forgot his name right now. I rem- I'll put it in the chat later. He wrote this on Twitter. I never found a home in, frontalis- in funda- fundamentalism. I am grateful I am far more at home in company and fellowship with all the exiles. With Ezekiel, I chose to pray and sit where they sit, mourn with they mourn, and pray where they pray. Ezekiel 3.15 says, and Ethan can put this in the chat. Then I came to them of the captivity of tel Aviv that dwell by the river of Chabar. And I, and I sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them seven days. Sometimes as you grow and you want to have connection in your life and you, you walk in the presence of God, sometimes you just got to sit with the hurting people. Mourn where they mourn, cheer where they cheer, hold space, Ezekiel. Uh, And Martin Luther King Jr. preached about Ezekiel 315. I'm, I'm sure you could Google it and just you sit with them. Job one time, his friend sat with him when, you know, Jesus one time he told Peter towards the end of his life. He said, sit and pray with me, watch with me. He didn't say fight for me. He said, pray with me, watch with me. And so as we grow in connection, we will grow in these areas. We will grow in our life. So our relationships are more secure, attachment style, Drama triangle, five to one, sitting with the hurting people, right? Uh, what a community we'll have as we, as we all begin to catch this. And the last value before we let you go is Christ Center. Here at Summer Church, we are convicted and convinced that Jesus must be the center of everything in our lives. We are convicted and convinced that his life, der- death, burial, and resurrection should it, would form and inform every sector of who we are. The Lord has challenged me to spend most of my ministry declaring the glory, the greatness, and the grandeur of Jesus Christ. I've heard old sermons when I barely mentioned Christ's name, and it makes me wince and repent. I've been to services when Christ's name was mentioned once. One time, this guy, author Donald Miller, he said, I'm going to explain the gospel, but I'm going to miss one part. And he went into his whole dialogue about the monologue about the gospel, but he left out Jesus and he asked people what did I miss and He was in a Christian school and people didn't even realize he omitted Christ You know studying Paul's writing in Ephesians chapter 1 in 23 verses he mentions Christ more than 20 times and Philippians chapter 1 in the 30 verses, he mentions Christ more than 20 times, no, 20. yeah, 20 times, and Colossians 1, he mentions Christ more than 25 times. Theologian Karl Rahner said, the truth of the faith can be preserved only by doing the theology of Jesus Christ and, re- and redoing it over and over and over again. C.S. Lewis um, wrote this in, in the Chronicles of Narnia, the silver chair. You know, he, before, I'll give you context. There are a lot of people who like what Jesus has to offer, but they don't want Jesus. There's a lot of people that want the kingdom, but they don't want the king. So he wrote this part in Narnia, the silver chair, right? Uh, I'm gonna make it in red so Ethan could put it in the chat. He said, are you, thirst? are you not thirsty, said the lion? I am dying of thirst, said Jill. Then drink, I dare you to come and drink. Then I will, um, no, she said, I will not come and drink. And then he said, then you will die of thirst, said the lion. Oh dear, said Jill, I suppose I must go and look for another stream then. And there is no other stream, said the lion. And you know, Jesus says, come to me who are thirsty. And there is no other stream that's going to really satisfy the human's heart. And this is why we have to carry ourselves in dignified way because there's many people that don't want to drink up the streams of Christ because of Christians. Not y'all, but other Christians. Jesus says in John 12, 32, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. In John seven thirty seven. He says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the, Christ, as the scriptures say, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. Brothers and sisters, as we center Christ and the word of God, we will begin to slowly discern the will of God. Impressions from, impressions from God will be in harmony with scriptures. They will never contradict it. The Lord is presently speaking what the Lord is presently speaking will always be consistent with what he said in the past. More specifically, it will be redemptive and it will bear the marks of giving a self-sacrifice, which is love. And love is the greatest commandment that fulfills the laws of the prophets and the law to love God with all your heart and love others as you love yourselves. We need to keep Christ in the center as our cane, as our crutch, as our foundation, first and center. Because Christ-centered living will change the attitude towards your circumstances. Christ-centered living will deliver you from the opinions of others. Christ-centered living will give you peace about your future. The last thing you should do is worry about when you'll die. Instead, you'll focus on how you live because you know heaven awaits you. As you make Jesus your center. Okay, family, I'm done. I'm done. It's been it's 12 o'clock. The bell's about to ring. Let's reflect and remember our values. Christ-centeredness, connection, celebration, and collaboration. Maybe you want to put something, a takeaway you had in the chart in the chat. Maybe it's a takeaway about putting Christ in the center, a takeaway about connection, that you want to be a healthier person so you can connect with more people and connect them to God. Maybe it's about celebration, right? That the Bible has way more feasts and festivals than fasting. And maybe it's about collaboration, that maybe you want to uh, connect people. You want to be known as a connector, a networker, right? Uh, and like the Smiley family, like Pastor Raymond, like so many uh, powerful men and women of God in our church that help many people by connecting them to resources. But whatever it is, I want you to take note of what God is doing in your heart. Amen, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this time to come together. We pray for all those with a broken heart, that you heal them. We pray for those who can't fully breathe, because they don't know how they're gonna pay their rent. We pray that you show up as your Jehovah Jireh, their provider. We pray for those dealing with loss, and you heal and bring them peace we pray that we can tie these values in into our church culture and into our lives. Help us keep you at the center. Help us grow more uh, with our connections to you with each other and the world. Help us be a more celebratory person because your first miracle is at a party. And help us be a people that collaborate, a people, a church with great chemistry, a church full of servants and team players in Jesus name amen and amen god bless you family i pray that you all have a great day don't forget to encourage the panella family don't forget to encourage uh mike and zadia uh, no mike and zyra don't forget to pray for the Gandolfo's for their moving don't forget to keep uh everybody in prayer pray for those who are looking for a job and i pray that all the stuff you learn today that you will kind of like put in your own language Put in your heart and be a, a, a river of information and inspiration and impartation to others. I love you all. With the love of Christ. Don't forget next week. Wait, let me share this flyer one more time. I got to share this flyer one more time. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Look at this flyer. look at this beautiful flyer. don't forget, pray for Ramon, pray for Avis, pray for Stacy, Margaret, Sandra, Peter, and Zadia to come with a rhema word and, and that the enemy won't attack them, pray for them, you know, the enemy loves to attack when you're used by God, and pray for them, and next week, tell me if you have any birthdays or celebrations, we're going to have an awesome time in the Lord. I love you guys, have a beautiful day. Uh, And tell Jesus story...